Welcome to the Yakcast. My name is Aaron James Nicholas. You will take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of our people. The water level's going down. The river's dropping. They're not even getting wet. It's just like the Red Sea parting from Moses. Joshua said to the people of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in times to come, What do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know, Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. The Red Sea and the Jordan River mark significant transitions for the people of Israel. Transitions that I think all of us experience at one time or another in our life. Uh, Whether we're leaving high school and going off to college, or graduating college, moving into careers, maybe we're getting married or moving to a new town in a new place. Um, Maybe we're having our first child. All of these transitions take us, much like the people of Israel in our story, from feelings of bondage and captivity to feelings of being lost and wandering in a desert to feelings of promise and fulfillment. But these transitions, all of them across the board, give God the tremendous opportunity to make us who we are supposed to be. People of God, people of Yahweh, people of Jesus. And I believe that what Joshua tells the people of Israel here in chapter 4, verse 21 through 24, gives us what we need to remember in these times of transition. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. One. We must remember what God has done for us. Joshua wanted the people to remember that God had parted the waters of the Red Sea for them. But what's so interesting is that this is a whole different generation of Israel. They didn't see the Red Sea part. Behold his mighty hand. So this new generation needed to be reminded about how God had saved them, how they were slaves in Egypt, how they were in bondage, and how it wasn't until God parted the Red Sea for them that they were truly free to become the people that he had always promised them they would be. And the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. So in our own transitions, we have to look back on the things that God has already done for us, the bondage and captivity that he has freed us from in order to bring about his promises in us. We have to remember those times when God saw us and knew us and took us from where we were to bring us into where he would have us be. The Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. In times of transition, we must also be obedient to God, just like Joshua was obedient by setting up 12 stones because God told him to. But obedience in this passage goes so much deeper than simply setting up stones as a memorial. If you notice, Moses is the one that leads the people out of Egypt. Moses is the one that crosses the Red Sea with them and leads them through the desert. 
So it would seem fitting that Moses would be the one to lead them across the Jordan and into the land that God had promised. But it's not. It's Joshua. You see, Moses was disobedient in the desert. He failed to do what God asked of him and therefore was no longer allowed to enter into the land that God had promised the people of Israel. God has told me I must die in this land. Joshua will be your leader now. In fact, the reason that this whole new generation of Israel is now crossing the Jordan that had never even been slaves in Egypt is because of disobedience as well. Israel wandered 40 years in the desert because they had already been to the promised land once and failed to enter. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. The last words of Moses in Deuteronomy 28 are powerful in their promise that obedience will be blessed and disobedience will be cursed. But obedience to God is so much more than blessing and cursing in our passage in Joshua. Obedience is also shaping and forming. It's obedience that makes the people of Israel the people of God, the people of Yahweh. Because of obedience in the desert, they build the tabernacle, or the tent of meeting, which later becomes the temple, the Ten Commandments in the Mosaic Law, the priesthood, the sacrificial system, the altar, and the Ark of the Covenant. The chest containing the Ten Commandments! All of their beliefs, life, and culture are shaped in the transition between the Red Sea and the Jordan River. It's obedience to God that leads them into who they were meant to be. And it's also through obedience that God reveals who he is to the people of Israel. It's really interesting to me that in that passage we heard from Exodus earlier about the people crying out to God in slavery. The name for God that's used there is Elohim, which is kind of just like this Hebrew generic term for God. But in our passage from Joshua 4, Joshua uses the proper name for God, Yahweh or Yehovah. It's as if God hadn't revealed the fullness of himself to these Egyptian slaves, but through the people of Israel's obedience in the desert, God reveals more and more of who he is to them, so that the people that cross the Jordan River are able to call God by name. Three. In times of transition, we must look forward to God's promises. Something that I love about this passage in Joshua is that it's a fulfillment of an ancient covenant and promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the people of Israel, and Moses. God keeps his promises. But something that I find fascinating about Joshua is his name, Yehoshua. It means Jehovah is salvation or God is salvation. And it's actually the same Hebrew name that Jesus has. So I can't help but parallel the story of Joshua to the gospel of Jesus. Because I believe that God has made promises to all of us. And if you seek him, obey him, and have faith in him, he will make these promises known to you and he will carry them out in your life. God took Egyptian slaves and made them the people of God. God took the people of Israel from captivity and made them conquerors. He took them from bondage and he gave them freedom. He took them from obscurity and he gave them identity. True hope in people who look forward to a promised future are miracles in this world. So in our own transitions, one, we must remember what God has done for us, two, obey his will, three, and look forward to his promises.
so that God can reveal to us who he is and who we are. I believe if we do that, the world around us will see the miracles that he has done in those transitions. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. You've been listening to a down-tempo devotional from the Yakast, a young adult ministry of Crossroads Community Church. You can find Crossroads online at crossroadswire.com or come to a service at 1188 Park Avenue West in Mansfield, Ohio. This episode is titled From the Red Sea to the Jordan River, and it's by me, Aaron James Nicholas. It was adapted from a sermon that I gave in the high school ministry at Crossroads Community Church. Our music from today's episode is by Trooper, T-R-O-U-P-E-R. You can find out more about them at troopermusic.com. Our episode text is from the English Standard Version, Deuteronomy 28, Exodus 2, and Joshua chapter 4. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Yakast. Yeah